Welcome to A Raw Perspective, a fresh point of view. I'm your host, Richard Anthony Wallace. Happy holidays to everybody in the States. We are celebrating the Memorial Day weekend where we commemorate those that have served and departed us for protecting the rights and freedoms of those that live in the United States of America. So we thank those fallen soldiers that do protect our freedoms, wishing their families and loved ones a happy Memorial Day um, to continue to celebrate these freedoms that, that we have. Instead of just barbecuing and socializing amongst friends, we should pay our respects to those that have fallen. That's for sure. If you haven't done so already, I do have a website. You can go check out my website at www.arawperspective.com. That's where you can be kept abreast about all things related to this podcast and even catch up on old podcasts and wherever you get your listening on for the podcast. All the streams are there. As you know that we are still continuing on this college life series of mine, we've already done my freshman year, done my sophomore year, and today's subject is my junior year. And today's lesson is never judge a book by its cover, and service work is humbling. So before junior year starts, We all get our assignments, and I alluded to this in the last podcast regarding I wanted to be in James Ducal Towers, JST, that's where I lived my my sophomore year. Obviously, that was not where I was going to go. The assignment that I got was Courtyard, First Floor, Southwest Division. Courtyard is the oldest residence hall at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and it has the most capacity of students. The capacity of students is actually 666. <laughs> what a negative connotation, the mark of the beast. 666 students can, can live in Courtyard. But on the actual occupa- occupancy of the building, they put 665 um, just to not deter individuals because of the mark of the beast, which is 666. So I get a sign, courtyard, I'm not pleased at all. I'm, I'm, I was pissed. Like, wow, I got to go to this, the oldest building on campus with a lot of the facility issues. And yeah, it, it, was, it was not the most pleasing. But that was my privilege of me living. I went from crappy dorm to nice dorm to crappy dorm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I can't get a break. Um, but we, we all got to meet the, the new RAs, which are resident assistants, and PMs, which are peer mentors. RAs deal with the social aspects of, of the student experience, and then PMs are deal with the academic experience of the student. So each RA was paired with, with a PM. And during our training initially, I got paired with 
my PM Kai Fasi. They were an English major and they were one of the coolest people I've ever met. So me and Kai wanted to, to get to know each other. I, I actually had my car on campus, which was rare because I never went anywhere. I just went back back and forth from home. But me and Kai got the opportunity to get to know one of each other just to establish ground rules, especially being new into our roles, Kai being a first-year peer mentor, non-traditional student. They went went through an undergraduate experience and then... I don't want to tell Kai's story too much because they can do it better than I can. So I'm not going to preach that. But me and Kai actually got Domino's. I paid for Domino's. And this was the budding start to a beautiful friendship. And I couldn't have done my RA work without Kai Fossey. So thank you, Kai, for your hard work and, and dedication during our, our courtyard days. Uh, how... Residence life, student experience works. You get to move on campus early. And by early, this is like the end of July. And you go through long, grueling, rigorous training. And what the training consists of, this, this just blew my mind, especially. I knew a little bit about it, but this is where you get into the heart of student affairs where you get to learn about diversity, inclusion, and equity, get to learn about crisis response, intervention, dealing with drugs and alcohol, dealing with folks that are, are having mental health concerns, dealing with, with folks that might be have, have on the verge of suicide ideation, on the verge of suicide. Uh, these are some of the things that, that we got to learn in, in training. And these days were heavy. We would wake up 7 in the morning and we would go until 6 o'clock at night. Obviously, the residence life department was feeding us, so we did get fed. But these were very long days, not only for the RAs and PMs, but we had senior RAs, senior PMs for different specialty areas. So we had the senior RA for the pathway to black male achievement. There was other initiatives. We had the senior PM who was in charge of all the peer mentors. It, there was there was a whole lot. It was just a whole lot of leadership positions trying to get acclimated in, in there. And Courtyard, they had about, I don't know how many staff members. We, we had the biggest staff. We had about 20-something of us. And trying to get us all together and established and have a camaraderie, that that was going to be the challenge. My, my resident director, or RD, was Tammy K. Grant. Tamnika didn't take no shit. Uh, she shoots straight from the hip, and she runs a tight ship. Um, you cannot BS this <laughs> this lady, but she she ran a tight ship, and she was the one that was overseeing Courier. And I, I respect Tamnika to this day uh, for all the, the training and tutelage that that she had provided me in my work. Um, so. Through, through training, it's, they, they teach us everything. They even told us like how what marijuana smelled like. We had a workshop on there, bringing in the, the police department, bringing in the fire department if there was, there, there was a fire. We got to use uh, fire extinguishers to, 
take out take out a fire. Um, we actually learn how to use the, whatever the magic carpet thing to do biohazard, aka vomit, pick up vomit, clean up vomit. We had that special sprinkle stuff. Learned about documentation, documentation of any incident that that transpired, and it had to be in third person. It, it had to be as objective as possible. No variance, no no room for error, because students could refute anything. That's why it had to be in third person. It was a whole way of, of learning, and and it was draining. These these trainings were draining. Um, we, we, we did establish different relationships uh, during the, the after hours um, from there. There were also simulations that we had to do. They were called behind closed doors. Behind closed doors are role-played scenarios from experienced RAs and PMs acting as our, our residents on campus with various things that we had to endure if we were going to be in the person's room, in the dorm room. So these can range from a party, uh, marijuana, uh, uh, domestic abuse, suicide ideation. Yeah, this is some heavy topics to to train for. Um, Felt like we were being hazed doing all of these things but this got us prepared to do what we needed to do for for the real thing um, so though that that's what prepared us as as RAs to do that I know peer mentors had different workshops about academic sessions how to be better students they also conducted tutoring hours so that students would be able to get the best experience. So, in theory, it, it, it works as far as making sure students have a social experience and an academic experience. However, students aren't that, don't have that duality. It's, all right, I'm going to use my academic services when I am in the most trouble or going to reach out to my RA when it's almost to my breaking point. These are some of the things that I had to to look because you can see that a student is perfectly fine and then all of a sudden they have a breakdown and you have to respond crisis. Anyway, during those long grueling hours, we had the opportunity to make bulletin boards and door decks. Knowing me, I am not the most visually creative person when it comes to bulletin boards and door decks as far as cutting coloring painting that is not my area of expertise now if you put it on a computer and give me a template i can make it pretty that's what i did i made university pennants or flags and i would put my residents names on their their room number and where they're from there were also opportunities for us to learn our residents names so there was an RA quiz to make sure that we knew all of our residents name I knew all of my residents names and a fun fact about them that was during the school year but I remember I was making one of these bulletin boards and it looked like shit I remember the senior PM I believe her name was a new I think that's her name 
and she was going around checking <laughs> door, um, door decorations and bulletin boards. And she looked at my bulletin board and she was like, uh, great effort, but I feel like it can be more, more pleasing. I, again, I was not the most arts and craft type of person. I didn't get that from my mother. Uh, as far as my creativity goes, it, it goes from using my voice and being able to connect and, and interact with people, not coloring and making something nice. Kai, on the other hand, Kai, they made excellent door decks, excellent bulletin boards. They they had their shit on lock. And I was like, well, I am not the creative person in this in this duo. So I, I asked for a little bit of assistance from Kai. Uh, so they, they helped me out as best as they could. Uh, but yeah, I, I had the worst bulletin boards. Um, but we had a, a pretty pretty decent staff. There was there was definitely our clicks because there was there was there was groups. Um, you know, there might have been an RA click and then a PM click. I, I hung out with PMs. I hung out with Kai. I hung out with with Bridget, and then I hung out with Altoff. Um, Altoff Khan. That's my boy. Uh, <laughs> It's funny because initially, like last year, Altoff really didn't care for me when I was living in JST. I guess he had heard about me, and I guess I was just this annoying little brat or something. I don't know. But he, he had already judged me before actually getting to know me. And he actually told me that. It's like, yo, I really didn't care for you initially, but now you, I consider you one of, my, one of my good friends. Hell, I got invited to his wedding, um, and it was, it was a whole... Reunion of everybody, and it was great to see everybody during that time before the the pandemic and all that. So I'm I'm happy that he got married, um, has a wonderful bride, and yeah, my boy Murd. And we would have we would we would all get together, and we 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 had bonding moments. And I was the creative person that tried to get the team dynamic going. I created the the catchphrase from Jim Jones's um, "We Fly High, No Lie." You know it, and I I made it for Courtyard. Our our insignia was CTY, so I, it went like CTY, so fly, you know it, ball in, and that was that was the song back in the day, so it, it worked. So everybody's looking at Courtyard, Commons West, Commons South, JST, MRH, TBH. Uh, West Campus, like, oh man, they got their stuff together, and they got uh, a bona fide leader, which was in me. Um, and yeah, we had we had good good camaraderie, good teamwork, especially when we had our field day, where we were dressed up in orange. I don't know why we had orange as a color. I had like this orange tank top. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. It was so weird, but. We, we came together, we did the spider drill together, we, we, we did a lot of things together. We bonded together. We had a really great time getting to know each other from time to time. Uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff that, that I probably don't remember, but it, it, was, a, it was a good experience getting to, to bond with, with, with everybody during, during this experience. Uh, and then at the end of the, the whole thing, I, I got hypnotized. Um, I got hypnotized. It was like our last thing. They brought in a hypnotist. I didn't think I can get hypnotized, but I, I got hypnotized. Um, 
Um, apparently, my, my name was Terrell Jackson, and I don't talk to no police. And I was really serious. Oh, man. That was a, a great experience. I, I can't talk too much about the experience because I don't remember, but apparently there is a video out there somewhere of me doing just, I don't know what I was doing, but I was, I was hypnotized and that was a, a funny experience. Uh, before we initially get started with the, the academic school year, we had to do what was called the duty schedule. The duty schedule is when the resident assistant for Courtyard pairs up with another resident assistant from either Commons West or Commons South. There was Commons North, but they just combined that together. And we would do what are called rounds. Rounds are to ensure that their building security is safe, make sure there's, they're inheriting quiet hours, which I believe were like 10, 10 p.m. on the, the weekdays. and midnight on the weekends and then we would have to do three rounds during the weekday four rounds during the weekend to ensure that everything was quiet along the western front so we would go and do our duty schedule and then we would also get these phones we'd have ra on on duty but as you progress you, it's the on-call phone i don't know it's it's the whole political thing but yeah we get an on-call phone Anyone can call that phone. Usually calls were for, for maintenance issues or noise complaints where students would just say, hey, it's noisy over here. Or the front desk during after hours to say, hey, can you unlock this student from, from their room? But duty schedule, we would do our rounds, make sure things were going well. First day of school, we get our residence. Uh, one one southwest courtyard was probably the most difficult group of residents Kai and I had ever experienced. Uh, Kai used to be a smoker uh, and would, would hang out in, in the courtyard area and, and would see just the riffraff. And they, they would keep me abreast of what's going on. I wasn't a smoker. I'm actually asthmatic. Uh, but I enjoyed Kai's company, and me and them would have have good conversations. It would be late at night uh, during during those days, just talking random stuff. Um, who who knew what was going on <laughs> during the, the courtyard years? But we had some students, and I I have to like remember all of their names. There was so many. There was like thirty of them, but the ones that that I remember vividly were, were Dan, Dan Skubik, Max, Paul Kim. They were like the one cluster. Um, then you had the other cluster, Sweetie and Rachel. I remember Patricia and, and Tiffany. And then my, my boys, my dogs, they used to call me Richard Dog, Dog. Um, you had Greg Van Heese. You had Sonny Patel, you had Siraj, you had Brett Dale, you had Sonny's friends, Raj and Parv. They, they were they were the party cluster. They they would they would party, do drugs, who knows? It was they, just noise. Yeah, Sonny Sonny came from affluence. And yeah, they they just made my life a living hell as far as noise and 
it's like, come on, y'all. Let's let's let's, let's be real. I don't want to continue to document. I don't want to document. Period. Because documenting is a lot of paperwork. So it was the tag team duel. I would definitely say Kai played played the more enforcer role. I was. The, the voice of reason, even though Kai's role was more on the academic side, it it it, it was a it was a beautiful duo. Um, especially Kai being non traditional student, being able to whip these these students into shape. Um, so I, I appreciated Kai's Kai's backing backing with that. Uh, I remember Dan Max Paul Dan part of the LGBT community actually got to know a little bit more about the LGBT community. Um, and then we also had Max. Max was was it was was one of the, the students that was was dealing with with some challenges. I believe they were questioning their their identity. And they, there was a, a time where I had to experience like help help with with that experience. But it was it was good that Dan and, and Max were, were together so that they can talk about some of those things and how to navigate through identity through through it all. And then Paul Paul Kim was 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 great. <laughs> I know I'm talking about all these people and they can be like, oh, oh, he can sue, he can sue, we can sue. I, I don't know. I mean, they probably not gonna listen to this anyway. But yeah. Sweetie, Rachel, Trisha, they would all hang out with Sunny, Greg, Raj, Parv, Raj. Brett was the only one that was like the good kid that was trying to get out of the things. He's <laughs> like, come on, let's not do this anymore. And it was, I think it was peer pressure from, from there. Uh, but they had one huge party, I remember one time, and I was just fed up. I went in there ablazing. I like banged like I was the police. And I was like, all right, put all this stuff in the middle of the floor. We're documenting all of this. I'm documenting you all. Because they just got on my nerves. They, they disrespect me. They didn't think I was serious. So that was the day that Kai and I documented them up. Um, but they, they, were, they, they, they were misguided. They weren't bad kids. They weren't troublemakers. They were just misguided. And it's it's college. They they trying to live their life, and I understood that. Just have the respect and the boundaries. Um, also had a famous resident that that came to the the second semester in our in my undergraduate experience, my junior year. Uh, not sure if you're familiar with the School of Rock folks. Uh, Becca Brown, the one that played cello, the bass. She was one of my residents. Um, and she went to UIC to study drama, and one of her BFFs was Miranda Cosgrove, and I would see her sparingly, because Miranda Cosgrove is from LA, but she would come and hang out with Becca Brown, and they would have fun, because they were both on School of Rock. I, that, was, that was one of the tidbits, like, oh, I was an RA, and I had a famous resident. But the things that were in Courtyard in general, man... From the constant smell of marijuana, the way that courtyard is set up, it's like a courtyard. There's these two benches on, on each end. There was supposed to be greenery, but it's, yeah, it's, it's depressing looking. And then there's this one door that's considered the emergency door, which students go in and out of and evade. 
it's a security hazard. It's been a security hazard since its inception. People go through it regardless. They, I used to hate that door. <laughs> I used to hate that door. I remember the first night when everybody was, was, was partying. It was just a madhouse. Everybody was, was drinking. I remember that I accidentally picked up an alcohol bottle at the time I was 20. And one of my other colleagues narked on me to one of the other um, common South people saying, you know, you weren't supposed to like pick up an alcohol bottle. Um, like I was going to drink it. I was moving it out the way because it was in my way. But that, that's how the perception is within residents. Like you're not supposed to touch any contraband or something like that. But that, that, that I, I can tell you a whole bunch of stories that happened in Korea, but I'm going to tell you two. One, where we had a guy try to um, try to solicit uh, the, the ladies in, in, in the dorm rooms to, to be with him as a gentleman caller. Try, he, this guy, he, he goes by the name of Anthony Gotti, which is not his real name. But he went by Anthony Gotti trying to solicit these young ladies into like him being a pimp. And he, he was he was caught in trouble around the hall. And I know one of the, the PMs confronted him like, I'm not afraid of, of this Gotti guy. I believe it was Bridget went up to him face to face. And I, I was there, big old teddy bear myself, trying to be a voice of reason, making sure that this dude didn't do anything. Um... Now, trying to level with him, trying to play it cool, play it even. But we had one of those guys. Um, I mean, he got arrested and was banned from, from courtyard, period, and never seen him again. The other experience that will always be the holy shit moment, like, why did I go into this field? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not funny. It's funny now because it's not it's not funny but it's funny for what I did. Um, so serious note. Remember that emergency door that I was talking about that students would would go in and out. So me and Kai again, we were out there in the courtyard having conversation. Um, they, they were telling about their day. I was telling about uh, my day. And all of a sudden, we see someone that's coming in from the emergency exit. And we had other people within the courtyard, like, smoking when they're not supposed to be smoking. But they were smoking, apparently, cigarettes, which was allowed. But now it's a tobacco-free campus, which it's... But they come in, and then you just hear this one girl just screaming to the top of her lungs. And we're like, what the hell is going on? And this dude is, is piggybacking this girl on, on her back, but she's just, just screaming to the top of her lungs. And everybody's like, shut the fuck up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. And then she's like, you shut the fuck up. Hell you, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, she's just like, is it getting hot in here? And then all of a sudden, she just strips down, butt-ass naked, in the courtyard. 
And I'm like to Kai, like, oh my gosh, is this fucking happening right now? And I'm not even on call or on duty during during this entire experience. This girl is just, she was on some illicit drugs. We, it had to be acid, PC, I, I don't know, MD, I, I don't know. But she just tripped out. So the first thing that I did was call um, the RD on call, who happened to be uh, Miranda, Miranda Perry. It was Miranda and Busky back then, but I remember calling it. And then I went to my room and I got my towel, which was my good towel from Bed Bath & Beyond, because I remember vividly paying for that because it was the softest towel that I ever had. It was it's a great towel. And I remember giving the towel to Kai and Kai put this, my, my good towel. I hadn't used it. I hadn't used it, but... My good towel over this this girl who is tripping out, saying that it's like a cloak or a shield. Kai can tell the story better than I can. Uh, and then she would take it off. And then Kai would be saying, no, this is your protective shield. Put it on, put it off. And I just didn't know what was going on. I'm just like, I just see this girl just butt-ass naked. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is going on? And then I was like, oh, shit, I gave away my good towel. And that's why it's funny, because I gave away my good towel. Because even in the, in the state of crisis, I was trying to care for the other person. Which is so... It's funny now. Like, wow, I gave away my good stuff to, to, to help people. My police came, fire ambulance all came uh, to cool her down because she was, she was tripping out. Um, I was like the one WTF moment that Kai and I had to experience. Uh... But that was that's courtyard in a nutshell. Uh, let's talk about when I was in an RA on call, RA on duty. So the things that that the RAs do again were to do rounds, make sure that the order was kept. And one of the things that I hated as a, a resident assistant was documenting, especially when it was like dumb stuff. There was one time there was just this girl that was was so drunk and all I wanted her to do is just go back to her room. She had her friend that was like literally dragging her um, to her room. I was it's like, why are you following me? I'm trying to make sure that you don't like die is the reason why I was following them. I'm not going to write you up as long as you don't puke. As long as you don't puke. And she almost gets to her door and she pukes. So I had to document this um, for alcohol poisoning. And then she's cussing me out, calling me all names. And I called RD, stating what's transpiring. And I had to go get the vomit kit, clean up the vomit while this girl is just cussing me out. And then her... Sanction, I guess, was to write me an apology letter, which was like the most bullshit apology letter ever. But I wasn't trying to do all this documentation. I had to document something, clean up yo puke, and then I get a half-ass apology. Again, service work is is humbling. It's really, really humbling. Uh, then. 
the typical things that we would have, we would always have those other RAs that were, were looking for trouble. It's like, oh, I know that there's a party that's going to be on. We need to document that. And I used to hate being paired with that person because it's like, why are we looking for trouble? We shouldn't be go looking for trouble. We should just do our jobs within the job description. Why are we going to look for people? That's just asking for trouble. And then, lo and behold, they, they go sniffing out a party. It's like, I smell marijuana. I smell, I, I hear loud clamoring. And then when you knock on the door, you just hear the shh, and then you just hear the clank, 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 clank of, of alcohol. Like, we don't know what's going on. And then we can't, we can't touch anything. All we can do is ask the, the students and what they would do is they would like leave and make sure that they couldn't get documented as long as they didn't have their ID. <laughs> um, yeah, students would leave, but anytime that we did have an incident that would, that would transpire, we'd have them all put all the alcohol in the middle of the room so that we can document it. And then we would have them dump all their alcohol into the sink or into the toilet. Um, when that's done, we've also saw that students would put plastic bags over the smoke detector so it wouldn't cause the alarms or there was a towel under the door, especially when there a huge fragrance of Febreze when there was marijuana. These were some of the things that we would see. We would have to document it and then they would go through the sanction process. Typical sanctions of what that transpired. Great experience. Fun time documenting. Was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun at all. I think the, the, the other experience that that also annoyed me were, were the lockouts. You'd be in a good sleep, right, around that 2.30 a.m. and then all of a sudden the duty phone rings. And then it's the front desk. I was always cool with the security front desk. She, me and her were, were, were tight. I would come and kick it, chop it up with her. She, she was she was funny. She was really cool. Then she would call me. It's like, hey, I know that you probably pissed at me, but there's a student that's locked themselves out of their room. And then I always ask the student, it's like, is your roommate in the room? And they're like, yeah, but I didn't want to wake them up. And I'm like, then why the fuck you call me? <laughs> and I used to take my sweet time to get the... Um, the, the key have them wait uh, it might be like 15 20 minutes before I actually get there um, to let them in their room but those are the things that used to piss me off the one thing that, that I didn't really ex experience but this was known to the entire community was over in Commons, Commons West there was a poop bandit yeah, this dude was disgusting. We never caught this mofo, but this motherfucker, this disgusting. This man or woman or person, whoever, would smear shit on the side of the walls in graffiti. Yes, I kid you not. This was the nastiest experience that I heard. I heard about. I never got to experience the boot bandit, but they were there. And I never wanted to experience that. Vomit was worse enough, but 
literally wiping feces on the wall is the most disgusting thing in the world. My God. <coughs> That's what happened at, 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 at UIC Residence Life. At the end of the year, we would do, we would see what students will leave stuff behind or even during the, the winter breaks if they had any contraband. So we would go in and inspect the rooms. If they had microwaves, we would take the microwaves away because we were such an old building. There was a wattage issue and you shouldn't have microwaves in there or other illegal things. And we would always confiscate it. We would have to document it up and then we would send uh, the incident report to the student and then they would have a conversation with the RD at the end of the year. Uh, another thing that we had to do within residence life is we had to go to the basketball games. I was fine with going to the basketball games because I used to work with the athletics department. And a lot of the students were being forced and mandated to go to the games and they used to hate the games. Uh, the, the, the director of residence life wanted us to have school spirit, camaraderie to go and support our basketball team. Our basketball team hasn't been the best as far as sports related. They, they were actually pretty terrible during my time. <laughs> but it was, it was still fun to go to because I enjoy basketball. But to force the entire residence life team to come and watch games, to cheer on the crowd, to have, a, have it, it's a little weird. But, hey, that's, that's not my prerogative. I enjoyed the games, but I know a lot of my colleagues hated the games. But I, I, I miss my, my uh, athletics folks. I used to help tear down the wall, even though I was working as a, a res life person. There was this wall that they would have to build. And I, I used to get free food from, from those games as well. They used to have Italian beef. They used to have pizza. I used to be fed. I didn't have to eat cafeteria food because they, the folks over in athletics had the budget and they, and folks weren't coming to the game. I took advantage I used to have whole Domino's pizzas and bring it back to my, my uh, dorm room. I did have a single room with a, with a shower, so that was cool. And I guess during my RA experience, I was also trying to pursue uh, Alpha Alpha, but apparently one of the dudes didn't like me. He was chapter president. I don't know if it's because we had the same name. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but I pretty much got blackballed said I didn't know who I was and yeah it, it crushed me it really crushed me and I, I didn't have the experience to go through uh, undergraduate process at, at UIC um, I was definitely crushed and they, they moved on without me um, even though I, I was striving as a student I was still feeling unfulfilled because I didn't have that opportunity to be part of a Black Greek letter organization. Wanted to be Pi Alpha Alpha because my dad had shown me what what these men do, and I wanted to be a part of that that experience, that community. But I was I was denied, and they did they they process and they they crossed those those bros, and no one had my back, and I was crushed, uh, really crushed. But life goes on. So as the, the year was ending, they have awards for, for campus housing. So they have like the community of the year, RD of the year, um, 
RAs of the year, PMs of the year, RAPM duo of the year. There's a whole bunch of awards. And me feeling like I was at my lowest point because I didn't be able to, to join Alpha Alpha at this time. I was awarded uh, RA of the year for East Campus. I was not anticipating this award. I didn't ex- expect an award for, for doing my job. I guess I had made an impression on, on my community, made an impression on my colleagues that I worked with, made an impression on the campus housing team to, to do good work. Um, my PM, Kai, they also won a PM of the year. Uh, we, we didn't win RA and PM duo, but we won individually, which is, I don't know. It was, um, it was Gavin and, and, and John, Gavin Quinn and John Lolo. They, they won the RA PM duo of the year. Um, that, that they were good, but they, they they felt like that we were up. I don't know. And then we won something else. I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it was something program of the year or something. I don't remember. It was something, but we had our award ceremony. I, I, I made great friends during my, my junior year. It, it was a great experience. And I, I, I wouldn't trade it in for for anything in the world because these are the, the individuals that helped shape and mold me into the person that I am today. So again, I want to thank um, Bridget, Kai, Altoff, all those folks that, that, that stuck with me, especially during my senior year. I'll, and I'll, I'll talk about that uh, because during the end of my junior year, senior year, I started an internship with Enterprise Rent-A-Car and yeah, life Life took a, a, a bump in the road, and I'll talk about that during my my senior year. So, again, the, the lessons that we need to learn from this today is never judge a book by its cover, and service work is humbling. So I hope you enjoyed my, my junior year. This was talking mostly about my residence life experience. My senior year is going to talk about what what is up for my future and what molded me into the career that I am currently in today. So until next time, my name is Richard Anthony Wallace. This is a raw perspective. Peace. <laughs>